This is Learning Innovation, the teaching and learning podcast, also known as LittlePod. We are created by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation, located in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. In the spirit of equity, diversity and inclusion, and Nitsitapi Simstan, or real thinking, we play host to a spectrum of guests from the teaching and learning community. As we highlight and explore innovation in education, we hope to kindle warm conversations, expand perspectives, and foster lasting partnerships today, tomorrow, and beyond. The future of learning starts now. Okay, and welcome to episode number 54 of The Little Pod. Joining me today as co-host is Jordana Gagnon, who is also our producer of the podcast, and we will be talking with Nelson Latif, who lives in Lethbridge, Alberta. Nelson has a big heart for community building, and he's been involved in several initiatives to help connect people in the city, specifically through his social development platform called Under the Bridge. Nelson also hosts Under the Bridge, the podcast, which features stories from notable members of the community. Nelson will share about his experience as a newcomer to Canada and to Lethbridge, along with ways we might address communication and connection barriers to better support international students and newcomers in general. Nelson's hope is that by bettering connection, we'll build a healthier, more vibrant city together. Welcome, Nelson and Jordana. Thank you so much, Donna. Thank you, Jordana. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Well, Uh, I'm excited to be here, too. This is great. Yeah, it's truly, truly a pleasure. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Let's jump into the conversation. So Lethbridge College has seen quite an influx of international enrollments in the past couple of years. And that means it's essential to help these new students feel welcome and supported in their new learning environments. Nelson, I understand that you moved to Lethbridge so that your wife could attend the college. What a wonderfully supportive spouse. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about your experience coming here? Where did you move from and why did you choose Lethbridge? Yeah, like you said, it was actually my wife's idea. And I can I could go on and on and on about the back and forth coming here. But one thing that stood out actually was the the weather in Southern Alberta compared to pretty much the north or everywhere else in Canada. And we did our research and I felt like, okay, similar to Cape Town, where we come from. And I thought, all right, I think we can, we can, we can do it somehow. So, yeah, so it's been great. My experience in the city so far has been great. It's, I mean, Lethbridge is relatively a small city. And so I think that's, that helps you a lot navigating your way around easily. And I think that's been a great deal. And yeah, myself and my family, we've settled down pretty much comfortably. And so far, so good. Amazing. A random question. Is Cape Town as windy as Lethbridge? Five what? times windier. No. I, wow. I am yeah. actually surprised. Fascinating. Yeah. So it's crazy, right? When we That's one of the things we, like, from everybody, when we first got here. Like, I mean, I've seen a couple of stuff, like, from people making documentaries to stuff like Cape Town, I mean, the Windy City, Lethbridge. Some, it's, there's always something windy attached to the city, right? Yeah. And then when we go here and we experience our windy, I'm like, okay, it's, it's, come on, this is, this is not windy at all. It actually makes me it's weirdly not. happy. <laughs> it's not. I mean, we have wind back in Cape Town that, that literally blows you off your bike. Wow. Yeah, that's how bad it is. Okay. So, we said, okay, no, <laughs> we, we can handle this. We love this. <laughs> that is amazing. It's it's always relative, I guess. Hey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you, your children also came as well. Yeah. We've how how a, many children and how no, old? Well, we've got one. She's six year old now, and that's actually that's been the, I think the biggest part for me personally because I, I was we were just worried with, you know, of us settling down, getting, you know, but. We're very happy that she's, yeah, she's settled in and she loved the city. She really loved it. So that's great. Did any of you experience culture shock? Yeah, yeah. I think that's interesting because my focus, you know, what you would expect, what you would think or you prepared for mentally, it's completely different to what it is on the ground. And I think that's also a cool thing about it because it's almost like the stuff that I'm so worried about 
it's like the norm. And things that I didn't even focus on is like, that's the things I have to work on, which I am working on. I think it's a long process, but so far, so far so good. Yeah, like what kind of, for that culture shock piece, because like, can you describe more specifically kind of things that you guys experienced or felt? Yeah, I think, you know, it's crazy because when you move to a new town, it's like you're so, you're very skeptical of everything, right? And naturally, I'm a people's person. Hmm. I love people, I love going out. I like meeting people. And I think my experience comes from, okay, I'm just going to go into the city, you know, hit the ground running, meet people. Hey, this is who I am. I'm Nelson. <laughs> Let's kick it. <laughs> yeah. And then gradually you, 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 you have to realize, you know what? People aren't the same everywhere in the world, right? And you've got to understand the dynamics of the city, uh, understand people have, they've got a home life that they've built up for so long and so yeah. years. And it's comfortable to live in a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. And then you come from wherever you come from, and you just feel like it might look to them like you come in, just want to poke the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the biggest culture shock for us. But yeah. I mean, if I can speak on behalf of my family, yeah. well, you just feel like just relating to people, getting to understand and meeting people, meeting friends. It's been a little bit tricky. Yeah, yeah. But other yeah. than that, yeah, so far yeah. so good. When you first moved here, were there community supports that you accessed? What what were those and what kind of meant the most for you? I think community support is something you must seek on your own, right? Because, I mean, the community is not going to come to you. You've got to look for it, want to be part of it. So personally, I have a profound sense of community involvement because I believe regardless of how long you're going to be living in the city or a new place, you should find a way to try and get involved, contribute positively, you know. And I think that will help you to assimilate easier. So it, it helps you a lot to just put yourself out there and be part of the community. I think that's something we've done from our side. And would that be your advice as well for international students that are coming to the community and to the college? Absolutely, absolutely. Because that's one of the reasons why we actually, I actually started under the bridge. Because I, I also realized the more you try to like sit back and expect people to come to you and show you the way or help you navigate your way around the city, stuff that you want to get by or you want to know about the city, it's just, it doesn't happen like that naturally, right? Yeah, like with the international support side of with the students, or yeah, like international students, they feel over, they might feel overwhelmed, yeah. uncertain coming in, and like, like what do those specific things look like for those kids, or not necessarily kids, like any kind of person coming to the community? Like, what advice would you give these people? Again, I would say to put yourself out there, right? And I understand a lot of people's got their own, you know, different. What is the word? Different. Uh, like cultural. Cultural, yeah. you know, background. And especially when you come in with, like I said, with, you have this fire burning inside of you. Mm. You have this fire and you come here, you're so excited and stuff. And then you put yourself out there and you just get this back like you don't belong here. Or, which is not everybody, right? Yeah. It's just that experience, which I also experienced myself, to be honest. But one thing I realized is that, again, going back to what I said when I said, regardless of how long you're going to be in the city for, yeah, just you know, put yourself out there and be part of the community, which is something that we are so, like, it's embedded in us from get-go. And that helps a lot. Like, regardless, I'm just going to do my own thing, right? Which is why we came up with Under the Bridge. And and it's a community platform where we feel like we can really, you know, through that I can bring people closer, even if I'm not necessarily going over to people. People reach out to me personally and just connect with us. And I think that's very important to students that wants to just be part of the community. It's like a decision you've got to make on your own. Yeah. First. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, even with your, the Under the, Bri- the Bridge, the the podcast, yeah. it's so cool because I, I think that that was such, it, it just seems like the people that you have on there, it's, it's kind of breaking down those barriers between like, oh, like I didn't even know these people were in the city. And like, even the few that I've watched of that, I'm just like, it's so, it's so cool. And like, I feel like if students even saw people that, not even just like look like them, but also they have the same kind of aspirations. Like, I I feel like the one that I just saw, I think it was yesterday I was watching. She's like a community public speaker that she's just like helped so many people. Totally. Yeah. And she just seemed like, 
like I, I was like, I had no idea that somebody like that lived in the city who could be so aspirational for, I mean, like even me, cause I'm like, I love the idea of public speaking, but I'm just, I get so nervous. And then she's like, no, just like you have to live that truth in a lot of ways. And and I think that as somebody that's up and coming, no matter, you don't even have to just be young, but it's just yeah. like, if you have those dreams, it's just like, she helps, she helped even me reframe that in my own mind of like, yeah, that it, it's just really cool. I think that could help. That's students. so interesting because I'll tell you, like, that's the biggest achievement. Yeah. Personally for me, with the whole community platform, whatever yeah. still going on. Because I've had people that have lived in this city for five, 10, 15 years together in the same field. They have no idea who Jamie is, who's Andre is, who's Jordan is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, like totally, that. totally. And then I'll, we, we, had a, we had a seminar where we, you know, reached out to all these people and we bring them together. We had, uh, like, same with this podcast where we just, I brought in this and that. And there's like, you live in the city, you were born. And mm-hmm. like, and just me being the person that actually bring that together is like yeah. the biggest achievement for me, to be honest. Exactly. And uh, I get that a lot from people. Even people that reached out to me, but like, I saw this lady, I saw that. I didn't even know they live in the city. Absolutely. So that, it's is the biggest achievement from, to be honest. That, oh, yeah. That's really fantastic because, as you say, it's a small city, but it is still a city. So it's great to be able to bring those connections together. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so needed, right? Because, mm-hmm. I, again, like, that's one thing I, I keep saying about the, the college and the university. Like, that's the biggest advantage for, for the city. Where you have the university on the, on the west and you have the college on the south, right? And that's like, it's so easy as to use that that demographic of the students to just help the city to make a dynamic city and just but it's so weird at the same time because it's almost like the city i mean the college and the university is so far away from the city right <laughs> true so uh, we got to find balance between that and that's the thing is like how do we really getting very like on the nose like how do we bridge that like un, like under like other bridge but like how do we bridge that between like post-secondary from the university from the college to almost like I always think of like the downtown as such a heart of the city so like how do you how do we do that and like get rid of that idea that there are these like I'm, I'm so tired of not knowing what's going on and then you like I can't remember I think it was a different actually it was a different guest I'm like totally into like what there was one that I watched about I can't remember his name he's an artist in the city and I think it was one of your earlier ones okay he was like one of my greatest things that I just I I really, it makes me so sad is like, I'll sit down and open the newspaper or, or any kind of media platform. And then I'll hear about something that's just happened. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I just missed yeah, that. I know that is, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Like, how do we do that even for students? Cause like students are just so usually energetic and like, I don't know, I, I guess the specifics of how we break down those communication barriers, essentially. I, it rightly said, yeah. I, I think it's important for students, organizations, you know, I, yeah. to create events and activities that is, I think that's created around community building, yeah. right? Where I feel like in a small city like Ledbridge, you know, again, the biggest advantages is having both the college and the university. I just think, I feel like, I believe through events and activities that, that can bring the International students, obviously, the locals, they know how to get around, right? Mm-hmm. International students closer to, to the community from the onset, you know, like get them involved to play a role. And also like to understand that they are stakeholder in the mm-hmm. city. And I think that will really help. Okay. That will really help. Yeah. What really helped for you to feel like part of the community? The food. <laughs> the food. <laughs> the people. The culture, which I, I feel like Lethbridge is probably the only city that I've lived in or been even for holiday, that's probably going to take me a couple of years to understand or to have a feel of these things that I talked about, which you can't differentiate between those elements and and what makes a city, right? Mm. It's like if you go to Mexico, you go to Dubai, whatever, it's like you want to understand the culture and what you go to, you go to the food, you go to the people, you go to the... Yeah you know, the heart, the music, whatever it is that signify the the core, you know, what makes the city a city. Yeah. And I feel like I'm, it's probably going to take a couple of years to understand about the city. So that's personal journey, personal education that I'm on. on. Honestly, that's really well said because we want to just instantly know what a place is like. 
and it's just not it's not it, possible it, i know exactly like i want you know they i i'm i'm trying to and it's something I don't want to ask anybody about it. No. It's something I want to find out on my home. Yeah, what okay. makes the city thick in those regards? Like the food. There's got to be, there's something about that. It's something that keeps the city together. Okay, Definitely. I'm curious about the food. Yeah. What food? <laughs> that, I'm going to figure it out one way or the other. If we have to make up one, we make up one. Something that, will, you know, somebody in Calgary, in Edmonton, that will, they can instantly identify mm. to the city, right? I think right now it's probably it's art, you know, the music, which... Again, but it's just so that it's so it's within the city. It's not like being exported yet. Yeah. And I think it's so important. That's why we need ambassadors and people to really go out there and say, we, but we need that one thing besides the colleagues, besides the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something that is just human, naturally you connect to, which is, again, food, music, dance, stuff like that. Yeah, like living together. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you also volunteered when you're when you first moved here. I don't know if you're still doing that, but can you talk a little bit about that and the value of that? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's enormous. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the first thing I did when I arrived here was to volunteer as a coach, soccer coach at the Ledbridge Soccer Club. I think I was the under 14 coach stuff, and which was, we helped a lot, you know, just to understand, again, the dynamics of the city, the people, meaning some parents and stuff. And, and one thing that struck me the most was that when I would meet the parents and I would just say, oh, are you doing away from this? Time? And I was like, oh, and I would try to, I just go here a week ago and they just couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like and the they friendliness. Were, you know, and they're so appreciative of that. Like, yeah. you know, and the kids were like, they, they, you know, they, I can just understand. And, and again, uh, coming from Africa, uh, Cape Town, South Africa, mm. Yeah, because I think when we say it Africa, so many. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Again, you know, there's so much that plays in your mind as a person. Like you get to, you know, you wanna, you just subconsciously you are accent. You know, people understand what I'm saying. Hey, am I talking too fast? Am I talking too slow? Hey, am I pronouncing the words right? You know, all those mm, kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So, and that keeps a lot of people. It drops. It draws them back as well. People are so. It's almost like self-conscious to yeah, themselves. Yeah, you protect yourself. Yeah. Being, you know, you don't want people to judge you. You don't want people yeah. to instantaneously like, you don't belong here. You're not part of us, right? And I think that helped me to just break that barrier somehow. Just playing with the kids, talking to the kids, acting like I'm this guru. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's all about acting. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, it boosts the confidence in a way, like yeah. communication and stuff. And because that's, I can tell you, trust me, because there's a lot of people that come from all, you know, different part of the world. Like, and I can tell you, communication is key. You know mm. what I mean? That's what makes a human, right? And that's the first thing that build that wall between us. Like when you feel like people, they probably don't know what I've got to say. They probably won't understand what I'm saying. They probably laugh at my accent. And, and I don't, I want to protect myself, right? And that can kill, I mean, that can demoralize your confidence and in a way and I feel like I that helped me a lot to get back to to just get past that man that's wild because like yeah it's even from from somebody that has lived in Canada in close to Leth like Lethbridge most of my life yeah it's wild to hear about like how much courage that takes for a person to like like you said it's like you have to want it as an international person you have to want it, but then also like you have to act out on that. And it's like, that's, that takes a, to me, a wild amount of courage. It's like a job, like a yeah, day job. Yeah. I tell you, like, again, just to, I feel like I'm going on and on about no, yeah. this topic. Yeah. But because sometimes, so personally, it's something that is a big deal for me. And I understand, I know it from a, like a foreign person perspective, like there's no, that's like the first thing you want to counter attack mm -hmm. on. Like, how do I just put myself out there and speak and raise up my hand and talk and be confident and just be like, okay, I've not necessarily I've got something to say, but I just want to communicate. I want to get to know people and I want people to get to know me as well. But then you, in the back of your head, it's like, am I saying the right things? Are they going to have, you know? And, and I think just putting yourself out there to volunteer, to help and meet people and actually realize like they just not, I mean, nine out of 10 are just, we in the same struggle, right? Yeah. People also want to communicate. They want to know where you come from. They want to hear your story. And when you start to realize that about people in Ledbridge, like how hospitable some people are and how welcoming people are, that will help you to just continue to... Now, you know, you want to put yourself out there. You want to talk more. You want to meet people. And I think 
again, back to the volunteering, that helps me a lot. I would imagine volunteering takes the focus off of communicating. You're focusing on the volunteering and on the the thing that you're doing. And and people are so appreciative of anyone who volunteers yes. to help. Yes, yes. They understand. I mean, your time, you're giving away your time and you and again, going back to the parents, that I was I was astonished by the how hospitable they were. Like, okay, and that really helps me a lot. And because I I could and I think also because the city itself, right? Because of how, like the west, the north. The, even sometimes I've I've had people like we live on the south, yeah. And you will talk to some people that live on the west. It's like it's Different. like they live in Calgary. <laughs> it's very true. It is weird. <laughs> and it's not right. <laughs> and I think maybe it's also got something to do with the transportation system in the city, where maybe if they we have a subway of trains and buses that connect the city, so. I don't know. I'm just saying. Then maybe the communication wise, or also knowing the West is like five minutes away, the South is like two minutes away. That will psychologically that will help bring people together somehow. Yeah. So, but because the way it's, it's situated, right? It's like when you come from the South, it's like you can't. You're coming from <laughs> somewhere far away. Yeah. And that sort of this communication is not there constantly in a way, and. I, I, yeah, so for me, I, I already have that in my mind when we like the first two, three days when we here. But when I, I think the we train in the north at the time with the, with the kids. So when I moved, when I drive down to training and stuff, and I just see the rapport between these parents and stuff, and it just helped a lot. Like, okay, it's it's really a small city, really, and that helps a lot. It's such an interesting point, though, because like even what you said, it is so true about the West side so different from South side. And there's like there's like almost this not animosity. That's really too strong of a word. But like it is like physically and physically spaced. So, well, what we would say so far apart, but it's really not. But even the college and university are so far from everything just feels like it's almost. Sorry, Jordan, yeah. another thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I've had an event when I thought again, when I first moved to the city, I, I like my put myself like I just go to almost every event at the, at the university okay, yeah. even yeah at the college and one thing that I've realized is that some of the events that happen in the city and in, I mean at the college and the university is almost like it's exclusively to the students right if yeah. there's an event happening at the college it's exclusive to college students if there's a events happening at the university it's exclusive to the university students right and uh, and that puts the member of the community away somehow which and i think some of the events are great events it's uh community oriented events that they can benefit from like i mean i've been to a couple of events here and mm. nobody shares me away nobody has from heidi <laughs> <from Stinson. laughs> Who are <you>? right <laughs> and it's just you know but also but there's a lot of them as well that happens at university where you'll see like they will literally like say you know just the uh, students and that put people away that's almost like how do you bridge a gap? How do you bridge a gap? Like knowing a member of the university that don't necessarily have to be a student. It's just, they are, you know, they are welcome. Mm -hmm. And same thing, I think same thing with the community as well, where an international, an international student would think an event that's happened at CASA, I'm not allowed. Or I'm not. Yeah, right. That's I'm not welcome. Yeah, yeah. So that's they have to like see themselves or be know that they're welcome and almost see see themselves there in a way. Yeah, and we have to find a way to connect those events and essentially to just make the college be like integral part of the community because mm -hmm. it is really it right? is. like you can't separate it to really. This is a great point. And we recently sent out a survey to staff and to faculty asking them, trying to identify sort of what their needs are in supporting international students, because the college has seen quite a large increase in international students over the last couple of years. And so we want to make sure that we're able to support international students. And some of the responses were around you know, things people enjoyed the most was learning about the international students, learning about their culture and their language and food. And they really, really loved that. And they really loved being able to help international students. Those were really great experiences for them. And they wondered, just as you were saying, how how they can help international students integrate into the community and see the community and, and connect with domestic students as well. Yeah. I just like the idea where you have 
because I feel like through events and activities and just because again, like the volunteering part of this, being part of the community, like if you're an international international student, one way or the other, you probably get a job, a part-time job. So you serve, you meet people, one way or the other, right? Mm. You keep your own community in this small little bubble as you protect yourself, right? Yeah. But if the college can actually take its focus somehow to the heart of the city, like we have um, downtown Lead Bridge, our festival square that, I think probably two or three events in the whole summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the public events that probably someone like me can initiate and come up with. It's so, and again, it's like if I come to the college and I'll be like, okay, hey, I'm having this dope events. I yeah. want you guys to come through and stuff like that. And it's like, Nelson, you're not part of the college. It's really going on, yeah. right? But if the event itself is coming from the college or partner, partnering with people from the community that provided the events, obviously, uh, it's students-oriented events, right? And they can just, you know, maybe there can be some sort of, oh, this event, this uh, faculty or whatnot. I think it would just bring them out to know my friends are going to be there, this is students, but it's happening in the city, yeah. the heart of the city. And I think that will help a lot. I love that idea because, yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, if yeah, you can – even just reaching out to the down, like downtown, downtown BRZ yeah. or heart of the city, yeah. that kind of stuff, and and being like, hey, let's let's collaborate on something, even this summer, and yeah. just like it could be, you could. <laughs> there's always a reason to celebrate everything, so like we can come up with something and and host an event. And I love that idea of Festival Square because it it is. I think that was kind of the idea with with creating that too is this little uh, hub where everybody can gather and absolutely celebrate. even just yeah. having. The lead, uh, the college logo on the on, yeah, the, on the totally. pamphlet. You know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And it would just. I mean, I, I've got my own day job, and yeah. the people, most of the people that I work with, they like local people that born, grow up, grew up here in the city, but they've never been to the college, right? And there are events that I feel like I'll try to tell a friend of mine. Like, I know you will like this event, but and I'm, I kid you not. To them, it's the college is like somewhere in Hedmonton. <laughs> I'm being honest with you, it's like oh. so far away, like. Yeah. And I walk you on the south. It's just like, you know, but I understand it's a psychological thing. Yeah. It's almost like this is not, you know, it's just I don't fit in, you know, somehow. But if this event or vice versa as well, not necessarily the college had to just keep going to the city. The city also had to come to the college as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like let me city events, initi- you know, initiatives that just bring the people to let them know this is because I, I honestly, I truly believe like to one thing that will help this city to grow into like a proper dynamic city is to use the that big advantage that we have, which is the college and university, the students that come from mm-hmm. wherever they come from, and the local students, just the, that youth, that youthfulness and the energy and yeah. to just make it a you know a yeah. really bubbly city. I'm curious too. Sorry to jump in, Don. If I am. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about, because you said that you, you the first thing you did was volunteer, or one of the first things was volunteer at the University of Lethbridge with the, the, no, so- no, the soccer. Oh, sorry. Lethbridge soccer. Lethbridge soccer. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to actually ask, I thought, I thought you were involved in some way with the University of Lethbridge, like volunteering, or was that not? No, no not okay. really. I just, I go to a lot of events. Like, Which, that's what I was going to ask. Basketball. Like, and yeah. I've got a couple of friends, friends that, that are actually, they're like, they have their own events. Can I say event company? I don't know. I think but, so. Yeah, but yeah. they have they those like hip hop shows and stuff like that at the university. Okay. And that was like my f- go to. That was spot. the connection yeah, to yeah. to the because uni- I was gonna be like because then you would almost feel like like you were saying it's like you, there's that mental barrier of like oh, I don't feel like I'm I don't go to the university why would I go why there? Why would I go there exactly? I yeah. don't go to the college. I'm not a student of the college. Mm. Why you know? And for me, that's like the first thing that I try to figure out like mm-hmm. how do you. Break break the, that. Yeah, in yeah. the city itself. Yeah. Again, if you're a foodie person, like let's say you're a foodie and you're yeah. a chef and you move to Leverage, and the first thing you want to do is to find, you know, like-minded people, like restaurants. So is there a talk show that talks about food? Is there mm-hmm. a podcast about food? Is there is there where are the exhibitions about food? <laughs> Stuff like that, right? If you're an artist, you want to mingle with the rappers, the yeah, singers, yeah, the yeah. dancers. And the thing that I realized about the city is that you can be, you know, you can be an architect, whatever you are, right? And you move into the city, you could be 60-year-old, 50-year-old, whatever. But if you really want to find the heart of the city, what 
the heartbeat of the city. I honestly think it's through the university and the college. Like, just because it's like they keep the city afloat. I don't know. I yeah, could yeah, be yeah. wrong. No, you know? no. I mean, but and because honestly, that that's what I did. I just figured out I need to, you know, because that's that's where it's happening. The, the university and the college, and and I've met great amount of uh, like-minded people through that. That's really great to hear. And when we were talking about events, so we happened today to be the start of Black History Month. And so there's a lot of events going on both at the college and the university throughout the month of February. Can you talk a little bit about what that those events and what this month means to you? Yeah. Black History Month, Black History Month you know, for me as an African, that's like, it's, you know, it's like, in a way for me to learn about the black diaspora, right? The black diaspora to show respect and, you know, on the contributions and the sacrifices by black people in, yeah, in North America. When I say North America, I mean, but in the States and Canada. Because right, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because um, my first ever Black History Month was in California. And then the, I've only experienced one year in Canada last year. And it's totally different. <laughs> Why? How? <laughs> it's like completely <laughs> different, right? Because I think it's almost like I think in the states they were able to separate the Af- the Pan Africanism to Black American Black History Month, which I think makes sense, right? Because you've got so many people, iconic people, figures that you could celebrate that just Black Americans straight up, like from Malcolm X to mm. to Martin Luther King to Rosa Parks and, you know, you know, all the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, and for me, that helps me a lot to understand and to learn the sacrifices essentially from Black Americans, the struggle and stuff like that. And to really, because again, you want to be, not not like you want to differentiate the Africanness and the Blackness right, in, yeah. in this side of the world. Whereas here in Canada, I think it's very more pan-Africanism focused, right? So personally for me, if someone that's coming from Africa, it's almost a Black History Month for me. Again, it's for me to learn about, you know, the struggles, the sacrifices of, I want to know about the Black Canadians. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, not everybody's from Africa, (laughs) but yeah. So, and I hope this month, because I see there's a whole bunch of events which I'm excited about, but I truly hope most of them or some of them will help to guide my my Understand. understanding yeah. of the struggles or the the sacrifices that are which I know it does exist. I know for a fact there there are those black first black engineers, architects, yeah, yeah. archaeologists, you know, where did they come from? Mm. Do they came from a ship from Africa, where they come from Caribbeans, the free slave the runaway slave from the, from America to the north to Canada. Stuff like that, and I think that's very important to to showcase that. And I don't know. Yeah, no, <laughs> I I, I, I want to learn more about that. Absolutely. And that that will be my real Black History Month experience. And I hope I can really learn. I love that. Learn, yeah, it reminds me a little bit about kind of. I don't know if I'm drawing. Sometimes I'll draw like these bridges to like, oh yeah, this connects to this, and maybe it's just the spaghetti of my brain doing it. But I kind of it reminds me of like. Every single like geographical geography, physical place, the people there, they have different struggles. They have different like celebrations, cultures. Yeah. So it's like even Lethbridge as it's like it's it's learning how to kind of become and evolve the culture that's wherever you're at, too. Yeah. And whoever you are. So it's like in in America or in the U.S., it's different. It was different uh, uh, to evolve in that way and, so, and yeah. like celebrate. Yeah. And, and yeah, so that's kind of my connection that I'm drawing. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it reminds me of what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, I, I yeah. honestly, I, I want that so badly for myself because it's, mm-hmm. it's easy to go on YouTube and just watch this history and yeah. just, you know, and draw your own conclusion about. Right. But then again, I mean, it's about events, activities that's like intentionally created for someone like me again, coming from Africa to understand it, to just, it, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. And again, it helps you to look forward to the next year's Black History Month, to, you know, going on and on. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and, exactly. And I know that there's like, uh, speaking of food also, there's like lots of different food celebrations. Yeah, I'm, Have we done that yet? Yeah. yeah. I, again, yeah. like, was it last year when you, Black History Month, like I'm from Nigeria. Yeah. There's a lot of Kenyans here. There's Sierra Leoneans. Sierra Leoneans. There's you know Cameroon. Where, wherever yeah. they come from, right? And 
I could easily understand. I don't necessarily, I don't have to be in Canada to understand the Kenyan culture, right? But then again, uh, the black Canadian culture, I want to understand that too. I want to, you know, so, and I think, so I, I hope I can really learn more about that. Yeah. Be it full, be it the, I don't know what it, be it the heartbeat, but, but there is something. And I know there is something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a multicultural. There is, yeah. somehow. Definitely. Yeah. It's the, I mean, it's one thing we all identify as black. Mm-hmm. You could come from the UK, you can come from the Caribbean, and we meet, which is, a, I mean, this is like a, a best one for us to come together and learn about each other's culture and embrace one another and stuff like that. But then we should, I don't want us to just bypass the essence of what black history should be. Yes. Yeah. Black. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true, actually. Yeah. 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 And like that, that um, making sure that's honored. Honored. Exactly. Exactly. The sacrifices. Yeah. You know, the people that really paved the way for people like myself to be and just, and, and be recognized and walk freely and, you know, and be able to create under the bridge. Part. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. But you got to say it like that. Under the bridge, the podcast. Oh, so good. So Because, good. yeah, on yours, it's your daughter. Yeah, yeah. The podcast, it's so yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent there. <laughs> no, that's perfect. I, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but now I'm really excited to, it's, it's to watch really it. So yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about from the student perspective and and for international students coming to the community and things that they can do but for say staff and and our faculty and and other community members are there suggestions that you can can offer them i know that even some of the challenges you know they want to be able they really love to be able to help students but sometimes communication is a challenge so what are what are some things that that staff and faculty and others can do to really help support and welcome international students into the college and to the community? I think, again, it goes along, like, I think Ledbridge is still, like, we, like, when I, from last year just to this year, I can see the the amount of, you know, the faces, the, the dynamics, the, I, can, I could feel the, I, I can feel the dynamism yeah, yeah. in the, from just one year to now, right? So it's growing. And I think it's just, and that can only help, obviously, for, you know, like you said, staff to understand, to better understand where people come from, who we are, and why people are here again. But I think, so we need events again. We need restaurants. I, I think there's just, for for the first time, there's an enjoying restaurant that just opened now in Ooh. downtown Ledbridge called Temptations. And Is that on Fifth Street? Like uh, near the think, multicultural center? I think so. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah totally. definitely. Yeah. So that's the start, right? And so I, hopefully we can have a different hub, you know, different hubs for like Kenyans, Nigerians, mm. Philippines and stuff like that, you know, Vietnamese, wherever in the city. And hopefully that can also help like whatever culture you are interested in, be you a lecturer and you feel like, you know, the, my classroom, this, this demographic is more like... And you can just events, activities. And I know with SAE also always have the international events that's created around African culture or Mexican or El Salvadorian and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but again, it's just not, it's a personal interest. You know? Following the energy of, yeah. yeah. Who you, you know, so I think that will help a lot. But the first thing is just to understand the people coming in need to understand the city, understand the people and respect the Culture, which I think when I talk about Ledbridge culture, it's almost like people think it's non-existent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I totally agree. But I, yeah. I trust me. I do believe there is a culture. Yeah. There is a culture. There is there is food. There is music. <laughs> there is heart. There is something to know to learn about the city. And regardless for how long you're gonna be here for, you've got to respect that. Mm. You've got to respect that. You've got to try to learn about it, like it, it exists for real. And say so it's vice versa. If you are staff, lecturer, someone from the community, same way you should just want to, you know, learn. Yeah. Reach a, out. Reach out. And if, yeah. again, personal thing, if you're interested in. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So it really sounds like both, you know, both from the student side as well as from, from you know, faculty and staff, it's really a matter of kind of putting that energy in Absolutely. to to learn about each other and and you know have conversations and learn about where people are coming from and their food and and their interests 
I believe that. I think that's the only way to keep the communication aligned you know keep it alive and keep it going and just it can only help us be a better person going forward yeah yeah in our previous conversation when we 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 talked just before this podcast we were you had mentioned something about how when a student graduates it can sometimes feel like they're starting again in the city like can you talk a little bit about that and expand on what what you were meaning by that and maybe that's very yeah yeah, that's you got good memory (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was yeah that was something that was very passionate i was very passionate about right absolutely as you should be and it that's why you're so fun to talk to is because you have such passion yeah thank you honestly because Honestly, right, even even for the city itself, right? Whoever the people that are in charge of this are doing the stats and stuff, it's I think it's really unfair to because again, an international student comes here, they bring their money and other stuff. But at the same time, the city is invested in them, right? It goes both ways. And it's unfair for the city to keep investing in these talents and these people to acquire skills and stuff, and boom, they've off they go to Vancouver, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's so important to find a way to retain these talents and these skills and keep them here to help grow the city. And because Ledbury, clearly, we know the level of Calgary or Edmonton, where no. we, we, it's expanding, it's growing. So I think from the onset, it's so it's somehow we need to find a way to just make it like, like to just find a way to make it like the students that come in here, there is a there is life after study, like proper, like be be it family, be it just community, and because again, if you if you come here as an as an international student, and even from the time you study here, your whole two years, or maybe at the college at the university, your whole four years, you just in a bubble with your or you envelop yourself with your the people that come from Nigeria or the people that come from Kenya. That's it. And when you graduated, what happened is four out of five move away from the city. Then you are alone and you've got to start again meeting people. You've got to start going to new sports and stuff like that. And it's just like a vicious circle that you just, you know, you can't get out of. So I think, well, again, what we need to do somehow, I'm not, I'm not expert. I'm not, I haven't done my own study to really say this is what we must do. I think this is the reason it's a problem yeah. is no one really has it. Yeah, but I can speak from my own experience because same way as like when we first got here, it's like we started over again. We literally start over Absolutely. again. Yeah. So I think it's just so important to find a way to, you know, to bring the community from get-go to the college and bring the college to the community from get-go, which will help the students just understand that you are part and parcel of the city from get-go. And that will help to see the city from from their own perspective, get-go through events, activities, and stuff, volunteering. Yeah. I mean, if you, if the college has like a program, like like a volunteering program where mm. international, international students are already part of some sort of Not activities like, that happen at CASA, yeah, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Goth Museum, for instance. Yeah. And I think that will help a lot because I personally want seven to eight out of international students that come to Ledbury to study before they leave to at least have the option. Like Mm. I can really, really leave here. I'd like to leave here. Not like from like, okay, like nine out of 10 is like, oh, I'm definitely leaving. Yeah. yeah. Regardless. That's, That's a really great suggestion as far as, you know, really drawing those connections between the college and the community because, you know, I think a lot of staff and faculty, they already have that connection with the community. But an international student coming here, they don't. They their connection is the college. And so yeah, really bridging that connection. Absolutely. The orientation, same way the orientation is about coming to acquire skills and knowledge, is also find a way to create an orientation about the community itself. The which is left bridge comes before yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the, the yeah. Not I just don't want people to be to keep separating the city from the college and the college, I, it's yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it, it happens a lot. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. I love I love that suggestion too. I think that's like it's the one step among many that can that could really help. Yeah. So, I'm curious with your daughter. What has been her experience? And have you seen things, you know, children see things differently. So have you seen anything kind of differently through her eyes? Yeah, a lot, actually, a lot. I've I've learned so much from her. The, again, the Canadian culture, the Lethbridge 
culture. I get, I get, uh, what's the word, corrected all the time by my pronunciation, <laughs> which is something that is, you know, we, we go back and forth, with, you know, because I've got a, this sketchy accent. I don't mine. think so. I think it's <laughs> yeah. amazing. So, and yeah, she's just, and honestly, that has helped us a lot, like tremendously. Like I can't even formulate how happy I am that she's so, she's so, all the energy she embraced place and she just she loved it here so much and that helped a lot and just that alone i yeah she might be the reason why we probably don't stick around for a very long time <laughs> yeah. oh i love that <laughs> yeah that's really neat okay i still have to go back to food what has been your favorite food coming to lethbridge oh, yeah oh, right you've got to help me eh? the ships uh, the fries but in is that what you poutine? poutine is that what poutine, you got yes yeah you like the poutine? Yeah, if I can say that. <laughs> we have something in Cape Town similar to that. Oh, the Gatsby, but the Gatsby goes with uh, like a like soft roll, or you can use it with bread. I think. Okay, and, but same fries and like the similar. sauce, pretty pretty much the same. This is amazing. Yeah, it's called Gatsby. It's got Gatsby. Yeah. Gatsby. Gatsby. Sorry, my pronunciation. Like, like the Gatsby. Gatsby. <laughs> like, but it's like the Gatsby. The G G A T B Y. Yeah, yeah. I was like, like the but great. We say, but we, we we say it so many ways in Cape Town. Like, Gatsby. Gatsby. <laughs> Gatsby. Like, it's it's yeah. Okay, it, very cool. So that yeah, and I I yeah I've I've connected that to to the city and I just the poutine. Uh, yeah, and I like that. <laughs> was it Dylan's poutine? Is that where you went? I, I like, don't know. I just I, poutine somewhere. Amy introduced my wife introduced me to, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Frost, and I was like, okay, yeah, because oh. I just think like it uh, it helps a lot when you have something you can connect to the city again, be it food, be it music, be it you know, and it goes along with where you wherever in the world you are, you can easily just connect that back to the memories or yeah, come across it somewhere, and, and I think. That is also missing for a lot of international students. People that I know personally, not, I don't want to speak for all international people, where people come here again, it's no, it's almost like this, they can't find that thing that wants to get them grounded to the city. Like, mm. that, you know, that reminds them so much of home. It could, it could be food, it could be music, it could be dance, it could be. But I know that that thing about the city that is just. We haven't, you know, yeah. But you got to find it yourself. Again, mm. some people, it's like for me, it's music, it's food. Some people, just be the just the human connection naturally. Mm. Just knowing how I love the people of Lake Bridge. Everybody just so kind. kind and, yeah, you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because before we came in I've, well, to the city, I had a friend of mine that studied here before many years ago. He's from Ottawa. He's Canadian. Mm. And he actually came to to these exchange students oh, in yeah. Cape Town. yeah. Great guy. And I asked him about the city. Like, I knew he studied J long ago. And it's just like, oh, bro, <laughs> you're going to feel it. It's different to what you used to, this and that, you know. But, and I was like, ah, there's nothing to write him about. He couldn't really. But now I'm glad, going back now, I'm glad he couldn't really tell, you tell me anything about the city, yeah. right? Yeah. So then I have to come in myself with, you know, zero, no preconceived ideas about the city. And I have to find exactly what it means to me, what can I use in the city and I can appreciate and I can really connect to. And I've, I think I've done that. Yeah. I've find that on my own. I'm still finding <laughs> so I want to find more. Yeah, it certainly sounds like you're you're doing a great job of that. Thank you. It's so you. beautiful. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. We haven't really talked much about Under the Bridge. Like, mm. what is it? How does it work? Yes, thank you. Yeah, under the bridge itself, it's a, it's just a community platform that I yeah. was experimenting with. To be honest, it was really like like an experimentation. To be honest, because the idea again was, I don't. There's this saying like I don't know if you're familiar where they say if Muhammad doesn't go, if the mountain don't come to the Muhammad, Muhammad goes to the mountain. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So as much as I was trying to find my foot in the city and trying to connect, I was like, I really. I don't want to, it's almost like cliches. Oh, I really like Lethbridge. I mm. love the city and stuff like that, you know. But I honestly, I genuinely felt like when we forgot here, like regardless of, regardless of how long we're going to be here, I just want to be hauling. I want to really embrace the city. I want to meet people. I just, I really, you know, and I feel like I was just so, I was putting myself out there, putting myself out there. And, and I felt like I can tweak it in a way where if I, 
you know, because there was nothing really, especially with the African community at mm. first. You've got an Nigerian group thing, like mm. national people, and I'm sure you've got the Kenyan people, you probably have the Somali people and stuff like that. But when we talk about like international people, like immigrants, mm. you know what I mean? There's no such thing at all. I haven't found one. So and so when I came up with Under the Bridge and we, I said, you're just going to be having seminars and seminars and stuff. And we had our first seminar. It was, you know, created around uh, immigrants, mm. young, the youth immigrant in the city. And the whole idea was to actually find a way where we could, how can we come together? How can we create one singular platform where whatever you've got going on, whatever I've got going on, we can project that to the people yeah. in the city that are interested about What's wanting going to on? know. I mean, I had a conversation with one with a lady at my work way back when I first got here. And she's like, and when she found out I'm from Africa and this and that, we're talking about food again, food. And she said, her whole life, she and she's from Ledbridge, but her whole life she wanted to try African food so bad, right? <laughs> so bad. But just to, you know, and there's no restaurant. Because what I think is to go to all kinds of restaurants in the city, international restaurants, like she's been to the Nepalese restaurant. She mm. liked the Thailand food. She liked the Indian food. She liked all that kind of food. So there's no such thing. And... So stuff like that, okay, Under the Bridge can actually be that platform to help to just connect you know, that. To connect that. And and I realized, okay, well, I think the groundwork needs to be, we need to make it like almost like inclusive mm. at first because we should also not happening where something that actually connects us to the city. Because again, I don't want a situation where we come here and it's almost like it want to box ourselves in again. Where yeah. you come to, you come here as a Nigerian, you come here as a Ghanaian, whatever. And th- the first thing is, I'm a Ghanaian forever. Right? <laughs> or I'm an Nigerian forever, right? You know what I mean? So, and then I thought, okay, so I just, I was just experimenting in a way to actually expand the the platform itself. So then I realized I think it's very important for us to just make it like a community platform, you know, community based, not rather international or immigrant pain and that's where the idea of the platform it morphed into the platform i mean sorry it morphed into the podcast <laughs> yeah yeah right so so right now it's it's just about the podcast that I, I focused on which is just community podcast to bring people from from art music artists and everyday people from the city to share their stories hopefully you can inspire somebody hopefully you can like again like the lady that you, yeah. you know, uh, Kimberly Lyle, amazing. And that's lady. exactly, yeah. Like, yeah, you and you succeed. go, like, okay, you know, like, you, again, wish, well, five, six months ago, they're probably not necessarily like a platform that you could just no. up onto on Instagram and you will find her. She's got to do her own promotion. She's got to yeah. talk about herself. And I think it's very, very, we, human nature is very, there's something about it when somebody else tells you something about someone. It increases your Chance. interest. Yeah, exactly. You more, need the trust. So like, yeah, yeah, likely than them selling themselves to you the, yeah. all, all the time. But she's been here forever, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and she's done great, great, amazing work. She's amazing. She's yeah. amazing. And many people like that as well in the city. Yeah, and that's that's the, I feel frustrated hearing that it's taken so long for me to know about this person or even other people in the city. And that's why I'm like, I love the idea of a of a hub, like exactly like yeah. you talked about, yeah. where everybody can just, they, when they're like, oh, what's going on tonight? Or, oh, like, I just, I'm bored. I want to look at like what's going on. You can find that information in one place. I know it's, it's needed so badly. Like yeah. another gentleman that I had on the show was Jared. I think he actually won an award at the college. Oh, he is the is Rovu. Yeah, Rovu. Okay, amazing, amazing yeah. guy. Like, and I had him on the show, and I and we had a we had a seminar where we, it's called uh, destination destination led bridge. Yes, where we had him to, he came in to showcase what they do in the city. They, they brought a couple of hearts and we were amazing talent, like incredible. Yeah. And we had people that attended the events. Again, people that are actually in the same field, people that are so in- interested in what he does. And they were like, they are astonished. Like this guy, you know, this was in the city. Like, and it's just, I think it's just, we need a lot of platform to just showcase all these amazing people that, yeah, maybe that's the key is just instead of one it's like everybody just just start talking about it and like share about it and yeah because it is it's like those natural barriers that get created and then you just don't know until you don't you, you don't and yeah. again that's what again which is 
if you come here, like I said, like if you have passion for food, you're mm. a chef, and you couldn't find not necessarily you don't want to just come here and just do your own thing and just be like, but you want to find like-minded people, you want to find that community, right? And it's they it is yeah for real, <laughs> right? But you can't find it or you can't source it yourself. Like these are my people and just find a way to connect with them. So then, what do you do? You feel like okay, I think I have a tribe. In Vancouver, mm-hmm. I have my, I've got a soulmate in Toronto. <laughs> okay. All right. Two years to go. I can't wait to get done at the college. Yeah, Off yeah. I go. You know, like that. And it goes, again, for someone that's about, passionate about music, someone that's passionate about the craft, whatever craft, you know. They yeah. Mean. And we have to amplify that mm-hmm. talent, local community talent that they've been doing this for 50, 60, 20 years and they are here and they want to embrace people. They want to, Pass down the knowledge as well. I mean, there's this gentleman as well, Michael Wolf. Yes, Michael Wolf. Amazing. Yeah. You know, oh, and he's, you know, people like that, they want to, you know, they, you know, uh, I can't get it out of my head right now, but mm. they want people that can help and show them the skills. Like and mentoring? Ment- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's just stuff like that. And it's, it's beautiful. Well, yeah. And it's so weird. Like when you talk about like this conversation we're having now, and I know you guys can relate easily, but some uh, international student have been here for two years even with oh, you making up these stories. Mm. It's not, you're in Ledbridge, someone will actually take <laughs> you under the arms and just show you the ropes. Now nah, you're talking nonsense, bro. Yeah. I'm I'm going to, I can't yeah. wait to go to Vancouver. I know yeah, yeah, yeah. people will support me and put me on the track and stuff like that. It's but they like, have people here in Ledbridge. Yeah, yeah, and it's like reframing what everybody thinks about the city and yes, that yes. kind of thing. Yeah, which... the mindset, the, the, you know, and again, Seven out of ten people you have them by the city, they say, Oh, it's so boring. Oh, yeah. it's so this, it's so that. And I refuse in the beginning, I refuse to Yeah. To, you know, to just let that be my story of the city. And when I leave the city, I wanna say great things about yeah, the city. I know, I yeah, I, I all of us, I feel like that too. I'm really, really excited to listen to your podcast and we'll share a link in the show notes yeah, from this will. podcast because... Yeah. Oh, well, uh, we still fine-tuning a lot of oh, stuff. Yeah. We've, I think we had like 11, 12 episodes for season one and it's, on, yeah. it's ended now and I've got to get back on. But it's just... It's, it's beautiful. So just be patient with us and oh, whatever yeah. you find us. So we just... Uh, and it's it's crazy because I wasn't gonna even I wasn't gonna host it myself in the beginning. I wasn't <laughs> going to. I, I've always been the behind the scene kind of guy. Yeah. But then again, I couldn't find so much. I know. Yeah. You <laughs> just have to. Like, I, and Amy, my wife, no, you just do it. Just just do it. And I couldn't even. I didn't want to do the video thing because I yeah. thought who was gonna come and talk to me on videos in mm-hmm. Lethbridge and and I want to go into personal stuff as well. Like like you know, I'm more happy talking to talk to you about my daughter and stuff like that. And I thought, who's going to talk to me about their families? Yeah. Who's going to, you know, stuff like that. But hopefully, when we get, I don't know when, but whenever we, you know, get it going again, I think it will be more. And I must say that the reception, the reception so far has been great. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so needed in the city. Absolutely. I wish I knew how needed it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would have gone all out. Yeah, yeah, no, but, and yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It truly is. Like and, and like, yeah. We're all in a working progress. Like this podcast is a working progress constantly. No, so no, you go beautiful yeah. setting. Yeah. It's amazing. Thank Good you so team. much for having me. I, I'm having a great time. Well, thank you so much, Nelson, for joining us today and, and for being so open and sharing and and uh, I've just loved talking with you and and for Jordana for <laughs> co hosting today. I apologize for my rambling and tangents. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did great. no, wait, I remember. Actually, that was the thing that that woman had. I wish I could remember her name. She's the public speaker. Uh, yeah, her name is Kimberly, Kimberly Lyle. Okay, she Kimberly was the Lyle. one. She's, yeah, like, she's the one. People come up to the stage and then yeah. they apologize immediately. She's like, stop it. So yes, I'm like, yes. I take that back. I don't apologize. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> I, I was invited to speak at yeah. the business club. And uh, she introduced me. Yeah. I mean, I did the same thing. I went up stage, and the first night it was like, "Sorry, guys, this is my first yeah, public speaking." Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just, you know, she she will really really help you shake that off. Totally, <laughs> and totally. So, yeah. And then you're the reason that I heard that. So thank you. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. You, she's amazing. She's fantastic. Yeah. Really. yeah, I'll have a link to all of these things too, like that episode and absolutely. Like, yeah. So, but yeah, thank you guys so much. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. This episode featured Donna McLaughlin as host and Nelson Latif as guest. And Jordana Gagnon was our producer and co-host. Ryan Robinson was our sound technician and editor. Our podcast is funded by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation and recorded on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. 
For more episodes, head to our website, learninginnovation.ca. Thanks for listening and take care. Mm-hmm.